Hi, my name is Luis. Thank you for joining us today. I am the host of Paranormal Huntings and Activities, also known as Huntings Canada. I hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome. In today's episode, we're going to explore and talk about the Hotel Cecil, a magical place where a lot of murders and suicides have been committed in there. Come and find out a little bit more about this amazing hotel. The Cecil Hotel is located in downtown Los Angeles, California. Its doors were opened to the public on December 20th of 1924 and was opened as a budget hotel. In case you didn't know, a budget hotel is a small to medium-sized hotel that offers a very limited number of on-site amenities and often only offer basic accommodations with little to no services. These facilities normally only cater and market to a specific demographic of travelers, such as the budget-minded travelers that are seeking a no-frills accommodations. Limited services hotels often lack an on-site restaurant, but in return may offer a limited complimentary food and beverage amenity, such as on-site continental breakfast service. This amazing and affordable 14-floor building offers 700 guest rooms and a whole background of deaths and suicides that had happened in these rooms. Renovations started in 2017 and stopped due to the pandemic and once again opened to the public on December 13th of 2021 as an affordable housing complex. Now let's dig a little deeper into the story of the building itself, shall we? In 1929, the hoteliers William Banks, Charles Dix, and Robert Shops built the hotel as a destination for business travelers and tourists. The building was designed by Lloyd Lepster Smith and constructed by W.W. Payton, and it cost $1.5 million to complete. The three hoteliers invested about $2.5 million in the enterprise, with the knowledge that several similar hotels had been established elsewhere downtown. However, within five years of its opening, the United States sank into the Great Depression. Although the hotel flourished as a fashionable destination throughout the 40s, the decades beyond were down the hill as the nearby area, known as Skid Row, became increasingly populated with transients. As many as 10,000 homeless people live within a four-mile radius. The advertisement on the right side of the building was originally designed with the word monthly in it. Currently, on the ad, you are able to see the remains of the first letters and can still be readable. This is also the reason why the current word daily 
is aligned to the right, disrupting the design and the flow of the other rows of the ad. In 2007, a part of the hotel was refurbished as new owners took over from there. Later, in 2011, part of the hotel was rebranded as Staying on Main, and then having separate reception areas during the day. But shared facilities and the official website remained thececilhotel.com. In 2014, Richard Bourne, a New York hotelier, bought the Cecil Hotel for $30 million, after which another New York-based firm, Simon Barron Development, acquired a 99-year ground lease on the property. In 2016, Matt Barron, president of Simon Barron, said he was committed to the preservation of architecture or historic relevant components of the building, such as the prestige and unique hotel's grand lobby. However, the company planned to completely redesign the interior and fix the hodgepodge work that had been done in more recent years. In 2017, as previously said, the hotel closed down for renovations and the working project got suspended indefinitely when the COVID-19 pandemic hit. In 2017, the Los Angeles City Council voted to consider the Cecil Hotel a historic cultural monument because it representative of an early 20th century American hotel and also because of the historic significance of its architect's body of work. On December 13 of 2021, the Cecil Hotel reopened as an affordable housing complex operated by Skid Row Housing Trust. The facility will provide affordable living accommodations for 600 low-income residents. Now, enough of talking about the history of the hotel itself. Let's really dig into what we're here for. Is this hotel really haunted? I don't know, guys. But what I do know is that several murders, suicides, and weird people's behavior have been happening in this hotel. It is up to you, really, to tell me if you believe this hotel is oddly haunted or not. What do you think? The first ever documented incident at the Cecil Hotel was a suicide, and it occurred on the evening of January 22nd of 1927 when Percy Ormond Cook, who was 52 years old, shot himself in the head while inside his hotel room after failing to reconcile with his wife and child. The Los Angeles Times reported that he was rushed to the receiving hospital with a slim chance of survival. Death records revealed that he died that same evening. The next reported death occurred in 1931, when a guest, W.K. Norton, died in his room after taking poison capsules. Throughout the 1940s and the 1950s, more suicides at the hotel occurred. In 2008, two longtime residents referred to the Cecil as the suicide, and it became popular nickname in social media years later.
Room Spook, a website that tracks hotel death, lists at least 13 suicides that had happened at the hotel. Now, the hotel itself wasn't just a suicide-focused environment. The famous hotel also includes other violent and disturbing happenings. It also became a notorious meeting spot for adulterous couple, drug activity, and common ground for prostitutes. In 2015, while researching the Cecil Hotel for an article for KCET, researcher Hadley Mayers claimed that in 1947, Elizabeth Short, dubbed by the media as the Black Dahlia, was rumored to have been seen drinking at Cecil's bar days before her notorious and unsolved murder. However, this claim appears to be nothing more than the retelling of a long-forgotten falsehood that first appeared in 1995, column written by Los Angeles Times, columnist Steve Harvey. Without verifying the claim, Harvey had quoted Ken Schessler, author of the book This is Hollywood, as saying, on January 11, 1947, just three days before she was murdered, the Black Dahlia was seen in the bar at the Cecil Hotel with a girlfriend and two sailors. Schessler then added, In fact, the hotel and the bars in the same block, including the dugout next door, were some of the Elizabeth Short's favorite hangouts during the week before she was killed. Schessler's Black Dahlia claim is easy to disprove. According to LAPD records, Short was last seen alive at the Millennium Biltmore Hotel on January 9th and was not seen again until her body was discovered in the empty fields of January 15th. There are no cones records of Elizabeth Short ever being at the Cecil Hotel. In 1964, a retired telemarketer named Pigeon Goldie Osgood, who had been a well-known and well-liked long-term resident at the hotel, was found dead in her room. She had been raped, stabbed, beaten, and her room ransacked. Jax B. was charged with Osgood's murder because he was seen covered in blood roaming the streets close to the hotel but was later cleared as a suspect. And guess what? Oscar's murder still remains unsolved. In 1980s, the hotel may have been the residence of a serial killer. His name was Richard Ramirez, nicknamed the Night Stalker. Ramirez was a regular presence on the Skid Row area of Los Angeles. And according to the hotel clerk who claimed to have spoken to him, Ramirez, it's rumored to have stayed in the Cecil Hotel for a few weeks. Ramirez may have engaged in part of his killing spree while staying in there. On August 30th of 1985, a group of Los Angeles residents spotted him in the streets and prevented him from escaping until police arrived to arrest him. In 1989, Ramirez was convicted of 13 murders and sentenced to death, although he will ultimately die from cancer in 2013. Another serial killer, 
He was from Austria, and his name was Jack Unterweger. Stayed at the Cecil Hotel, possibly because he thought copied Ramirez's crimes. While there, he strangled and killed at least three prostitutes, for which he was convicted in Austria. In 2013, the Cecil Hotel became the focus of renewed attention when surveillance footage of a young Canadian student, her name was Elisa Lamb, behaving erratically in the hotel's elevators, and these videos from this footage went viral. The video depicts Lamb repeatedly pressing the elevator's buttons walking in and out of the elevator and possibly attempting to hide from someone. It was recorded shortly before her disappearance. Subsequently, her naked body was discovered in a water supply cistern on the hotel roof. Following complaints from residents of odd tasting water and low pressure, now, the real question about this is, how did she get into the cistern? Now, this question is still a mystery nobody really knows. The floor that Lamb stayed on was one of the floors that did not have any security footage, which left uncertainty as to whether her death was a homicide until Lamb's sister had revealed to the detectives that Lamb had a history of non-taking her medications. Among her possessions left at the hotel were several prescription medications, seemingly untouched. Lamb had previously been diagnosed with an extreme form of bipolar disorder. And because of all these, police ruled that her erratic behavior on the elevator was caused by hallucinations and she stepped into the tank herself, believing that she was in danger. The Los Angeles County Coroner ruled her death accidental due to drowning, with a bipolar disorder being a significant factor. This has become the most famous death that had happened at the hotel, yet not a positive or a negative connotation to the travel of information through social media. And how did they do that? They made the, the footage of her on the elevator going viral. That was the key to make this hotel and this case very, very famous. And until today, it's a mystery whether she was not mentally stable or if she was truly followed by an unknown spirit. To me personally, Elisa's death was for sure, supernatural. Whether she was suffering from mental disease, from bipolar disorder, whatever the case may be, um, I cannot get my head together as for why there is no footage of her reaching to the roof, why there is no footage of her you know, opening the door on the rooftop. Um, nobody can really explain what really had happened to her. And to me, that could be potentially um, paranormal. Um, it's said that people who have mental disorders and, and bipolar disorders and a lot of other mentally um, non-stable people have 
also a connection to the other side or to the beyond, however you guys want to call it. So that for me was the key. And I was a victim of the social media rampage because I honestly saw this footage and I said, yep, that girl, nope, she's, she's seen something, somebody's after her. And then I read the news and she was dead. <laughs> so that to me for sure feels as paranormal. What do you guys think about this? What do you guys think about her story? Let me know. As part of this amazing episode that I have put together for you guys, um, I'm going to reveal some of the historic, iconic death that has been registered through the um, building itself. Let's get into it. A still unidentified woman jumped from her 25th floor window onto the Cecil's second floor roof. She had re registered at the hotel on December 16th under the name of Alison Lowell, and was staying in room 327. Julia Frances Moore jumped from the window of the 8th floor room and landed on the second story interior light well. She did not leave a suicide note among her possessions, where a bus ticket from St. Louis, 59 cents in change, and an Illinois bank book showing a balance of $1,800. We have already talked about her. Eliza Lamb, February 19, 2013. She's, it says it's a possible accident. Cause of death, drowning. Percy Ormond Cook. He committed suicide on January 22nd of 1927. He took a gunshot to the head. Roy Thompson, January of 1938. He fell from the feeling as well. Dorothy Seeger, January of 1940. She ingested poison and she died. Sergeant Louis D. Burton. He was found dead on July 26, 1934. He committed suicide by slitting his throat. The pigeon Goldie Osgood was found dead on June 4th of 1964. Pigeon was murdered. Pigeon was stabbed, beaten, and raped. The person who got the accusations was Jack B. There was a body without a name, a presumably 28-year-old man. He was found dead. It's suspected to have fallen from the building. We don't know if it's suicide. We don't know if he was pushed, if he was possessed. We don't know what the case may be. And this was on June 13 of 2015. Grace E. Magro was found death. March 1937, she fell from the building as well. A Navy officer, his name was Irwin C. Neblet, 
was found dead in his room after ingesting poison. This was on May of 1939. W.K. Norton committed suicide by ingesting poison as well, and he was found dead on November 19 of 1931. Robert Smith died after jumping from one of Cecil's seventh floor windows. This was found on November of 1947. Pauline George Gianni jumped from the window from the ninth floor. She committed suicide. She was found on October 12th of 1962. Helen Gurney, she fell from the building as well, from the seventh floor, and she was found on October 22nd of 1954. The body of an African-American man was found in the alley behind the Cecil Hotel. Police said he had either fallen, jumped, or been pushed from the hotel's 15th floor. He was approximately between 20 and 30 years old, and he was found on September 1st of 1992. Benjamin Doddidge he committed suicide, a gunshot to the head again, and he was found on September of 1932. On September of 1944, Dorothy Jean Purso, she was 19 years old woman, and she was pregnant and she killed her unborn child. And the cause of death, of death, sorry, it says to be mental disorder, instability. What do you guys think of the Cecil Hotel? Do you know about it before here in this episode? If you do, share with me what you know. A little bit of background about me. I am not a medium. I do feel energy and I try my very best to record all this death. Um, I do get pictures in my head when I read stuff, when I see stuff, when I'm in a certain space. And I do get flashbacks of what happened to people. That's why you would notice my, my voice cracking and the mistakes plus the accent. You know how it is. But do tell. What do you know about the Cecil Hotel? Do you think it's haunted? Do you think there is a maleficent energy coordinating behind all this? Or do you think that the trauma of all this death accumulated over time and it's overpowered and taking over of the mentally unstable? For the week? What do you think? Let us know. Thank you for joining us today. Now tell me, do you believe in the paranormal? Please let me know. Make sure you follow us on social media, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Huntings Canada. Until the next episode.